Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Giving you the real from A to Z. Surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube on this beautiful Monday. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! It's Monday, but it feels like I haven't been here in forever. We leave Hattie B's on Friday. I'm on the way home to the crib. Notifications happen. Cowboys hire three new defensive co- defensive staffs for Mike Zimmer, our new defensive coordinator. We're going to dive into all three of them, and I'm going to talk about who they are and what I think will change. Yeah, we've been talking about a lot of changes with Mike Zimmer's defense, and you know I've been trying to prepare all of us for that from a schematic standpoint, from a mental uh, standpoint and I, and I think with these hires at least two of the three uh, you will see even even more changes or uh, more evidence that there will be changes on that side of the ball all right what's good bomb squad? bomb squad before we get into that no roundup today by the way anybody <laughs> anybody watched that all I didn't watch the all-star game per se but I happened to be following the score a 200 points? Dude, just get rid of that. And I'm talking about the NBA All-Star game. Just get rid of the NBA All-Star game, bro. 200 points is, is ridiculous. These dudes had 100 points at halftime. Like, like, it's over. It's a wrap. No one cares about the damn All-Star game. We don't care. They don't care. 200 points is absurd, man. And, and it sucks because I, I grew up watching the all-star games in the 90s early 2000s and it felt like it meant something uh to these guys now it just it's just they don't do anything over in all-star now the three-point contest whatever dunk contest is starting to get stale a little bit but but the actual game i could always look forward to the actual game and now it's it's a wrap it's been a wrap honestly but but 200 points gotta be the nail in the coffin that's gotta be the nail in the coffin what defense there's no defense Hey, oh, well, Sky, you don't want him to get hurt. LeBron got hurt anyway. So what does it matter? Anyway, man, what's good with y'all, Bomb Squad? Uh, I just I just thought the All-Star game was a little weird. I just wanted to bring it up. Anywho, 
let's get into this Cowboys talk, man. Let's talk about this this Cowboys defense uh, staff and how they're rounding it out. Where we're almost complete. Maybe we are complete. I, you know, I know a lot of people are thinking about adding Steve Wilkes. I'd imagine if that if that was going to happen, it would have happened over the last few days. I feel like unless something changes, this is who we're going to have unless they bring in another quality control guy or something like that. But I feel like the big pieces uh, have been filled out and it needs to be right. Because when you look at a, a, a coaching staff or a coordinator, who you have surrounding you is important, right? Dan Quinn had a guy like Joe Witt, who he trusted in Aiden Durday, who he worked hand in hand with the defensive line. So he said, you know what, Joe Witt, you take care of the pass game coordinator stuff. I think that's going to be flipped here in Dallas. You know, when we were talking about Mike Zimmer and you really dive into who Mike Zimmer is by nature. Mike Zimmer's a defensive backs guy. Defensive backs coach in Dallas, one of the supervisor defensive backs coach and continued to, to work hand in hand uh, with the secondary throughout his career so what Mike Zimmer did if you go look at you know throughout his history and if you guys are not familiar with Mike Zimmer's history then where the hell you been on my show now we don't want that one here we go if you go look at Mike Zimmer's history you'll notice because he's a defensive backs coach by nature it is very important to him to have somebody in that front seven that he trusts because he usually handles that back end and works hand-in-hand hand with the guy in front. In Cincinnati, it was a guy by the name of Jay Hayes. He worked as a defensive line coach in Cincinnati for 13 years, which overlapped uh, pre, you know, it was before Zim, and then it overlapped Zim. And then in Minnesota, it was a guy by the name of Andre Patterson who he tried to get. See, this is what happens. A lot of people get mad at coaches for uh, wanting to bring in their guys. But that's what happens. So Andre Patterson got blocked. But he was a guy in Minnesota who was trusted by Zimmer. Another guy who was trusted by Zimmer in Cincinnati and Minnesota was Paul Gunther. If you guys are not familiar, I get out of here. He was one of the names that I brought up. I don't know, maybe when when Zim first got announced or when the rumors were were coming about, uh, because Paul Paul Gunther worked with Zimmer in Cincinnati and briefly in Minnesota, and he was a defensive coordinator as well. And that's kind of where I want to start in regards to these three gentlemen who were hired by the Cowboys, Paul Gunther. Jeff Scania, that's how you pronounce it, and Greg Ellis. We'll get to all three of them, but I want to start with Paul. Well, why Paul, Sky? Well, what's the what's the draw to him? It is important again to have guys that you trust. The backstory on Paul Gunther came into the league in 2002, made his biggest jump though with Mike Zimmer, mostly as a linebackers coach. He worked closely with Zim. He also worked closely with Zim in designing a lot of their blitzes, and we'll get to that in a second. But he coached under 
uh, Zimmer for a total of 10 years if you include his short stint in Minnesota. Now, he did go on to be a defensive coordinator and mixed results, right? He had two stints, one uh, as Cincinnati and one with Oakland and Las Vegas. His least successful stint was with the Raiders. His best season there was 2019, and he yielded a top five run defense in yards per carry. I know how I feel about that, that category. But his most successful stint was a defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. He was there for four years. They were top 12 of points per game, three out of the four years. And they were also top in interceptions as well. So he's had some success, but he's also more recently didn't have a lot of success in uh, Oakland slash Vegas. And if I remember correctly, reading up on his, his early stint in Vegas, he said that was the most challenging of his career as a coach. Uh, he got there. That's when they traded Khalil Mack and they didn't have a lot of talent. And uh, he tried to mask it, and it didn't really work out. Had one solid, I want to call it solid, okay at best year in 2019. Other than that, it wasn't a great stint in Vegas. But he most recently worked with Zimmer in 2021 as a senior defensive assistant in Minnesota. So you got to remember, in Minnesota that year, in 2021, that was the last year for Mike Zimmer. So there was a lot riding on him trying to get it done. So he said, okay. I mean, bringing a guy that can help me put into place what we want to do and get back to being the standard of Vikings defense is what is actually what uh, Coach Zimmer said. He said, I worked alongside Paul before and respect his ability to analyze defenses and his innovative uh, techniques. Together, we're all going to get the Vikings back to, to the standard that we expect. This is uh, Paul Gunther on the road that he had in Minnesota. Take a listen. Now that you're the senior uh, senior defensive assistant, what about the mental process changes now for you? Uh, nothing really. I'm, you know, I I, I told here I told Mike that I'd come here and help him win. I mean, whether you know whether it's working with any levels of the defense, a scheme, um, a scheme, a situational thing, a clock management thing, whatever it may be that I can help out the team win. That's what I'm here to do. So obviously, calling the defense for the last eight years as a coordinator. Um, you have a real good feel for, you know, maybe some of the things that are problem areas or uh, quick fixes that you need to fix on Sundays or maybe during the week something comes up that, hey, I've been through this before. It's, it's an easy fix. Let's, let's look at it this way. And um, it's a different uh, set of eyes and ears and those type of things around the players. So um, that, that to me is what, what I'm here to do, uh, whatever Mike asked me to do and, and to help this team win. So that was him just talking about the role there. He was just senior defense. This year's role is going to be a bit different, and we'll get to that in a second. But if, if you go back and you watch that interview, that was an interview with the Minnesota's social media team, I think it was at the time. He also talked about Mike Zimmer and, and holding these guys accountable, and one of the guys had asked him, you know, about, you know, Mike getting fired up. You're pissing off Mike Zimmer and whatnot. And I, I like what he said about this because we were talking about this in regards to Mike Zimmer. He's a technical this is a technique-type defense. This is a, a no-nonsense, discipline-type defense. This is a, a defensive coordinator or coach who's going to hold you accountable. And uh, Paul Gunther kind of alluded to a lot of that here. Oh, you know, if, he, if he's doing the right thing, Mike's going to, you know, pat him on and say, hey, you're doing the right thing. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But if, if you're if you're not used, you know, this is a technique-based defense, an effort-based defense, and so there's some things that are non-negotiable. So you have to be able to play the techniques the right way and, and when the techniques aren't played the right way, that's when that's when 
Mike goes off sideways a little bit. So, uh, um, you know, as a position coach, you know, I may have to call down to the players, say, hey, calm down, go to the next play. You're only as good as your next good play. Don't worry about the last bad one. So uh, uh, that's what Mike's uh, always been good at, whether he's been a coordinator as a head coach. He's been able to hold the players accountable, which I think is very important to be successful in the NFL. 100%. And that's like the buzzword right now, ain't it? That's that's the buzzword coming out of Dallas. Accountability, accountability. This coach, and not just him, but the others, will hold you accountable. This coach, meaning Mike Zimmer, and he's surrounding himself with guys who are going to do that as well. And when you go look at their stint together, they've had a ton of success, uh, mostly in Cincinnati. When they were working together, they ranked fifth in yards allowed per game, seventh in rushing yards allowed per game, fourth in passing yards allowed per game, and sixth in points. It was a top 10 defense the entire time they were together in Cincy. And then we know what Zim did in Minnesota. He also pretty much followed that up by being a top 10 defense majority of the time there. And not just fancy numbers, but a legitimate defense that you knew when you played them, they were going to bring their hard hats. Then... He took over for Zimmer in Minnesota and Marvin Lewis kind of wanted to dial back things a bit. And what I mean by that is Paul Gunther was respected around the league as, and this is a quote, one of the top blitz designers in the NFL. And if you go and look at the quote from Mike Zimmer, he talked about how he he's respects his ability to analyze defense and his innovative techniques. And then you go look at their success. You're like, okay, it makes sense. These guys working hand in hand and the success that they have working hand in hand. So Zim hires Paul Gunther to be the run game coordinator. We haven't heard run game coordinator on defense in Dallas in I don't know how long. So that goes to show me that they clearly know that they have to be more aggressive in addressing this situation. From a foundation standpoint, I mean. Yeah, you can go sign Hankins and you can draft a Mozzie and what have you and ignore the linebackers. But you can do those things from a personnel standpoint. But if you don't have the house built structurally sound, then it doesn't matter. And I bet Zim's looking back, sitting back and like, look, I'm a DB guy. I I, I can, I we got DBs. I'm a DB guy. I'm not worried about that. But I got to bring somebody in here that can help me fast track this run defense to being a sound front seven because it it wasn't we talked about that this wasn't a sound defense it wasn't a fundamentally sound defense so Gunther got hired to be that he's going to work hand in hand with this next guy the new defensive line coach Mr. Incredible Jack Reacher Jeff Scanina. <laughs> hey, man, look. I, I don't remember him playing, and, and I'm a guy that remembers a lot of obscure players. So I don't remember him playing, but he played for 17 years in the National Football League. Won a Super Bowl with the, the St. Louis Rams at the time. That's a lot of That's a lot of experience. And it was Trayvon Diggs who talked about one of the main reasons why, you know, he can relate more with Al Harris because hey, Al, Al played it. Al was similar to me as well, but Al played it. Not This is no knock 
This is no knock on Coach Aiden Dirty. Because Aiden played, but he didn't play like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This dude played 17 years in the league, and it wasn't just like, I'm just some random dude. Nah, he, he's, he's, he's got some success. That's, that's a successful career. And he still looked like he could play. Captain America don't get his ass out there at defensive tackle. We need your help, Coach Z. What about his coaching, Scott? What about his coaching? Enough, enough. So most recently, he was with Washington for four years. He was an assistant for two, and then he took over that room in 2022. Uh, before that, he was with the San Francisco 49ers, had a stint with the Texans, the Giants. But his most recent stint before the Washington situation was two years as a defensive line coach in San Fran, where they weren't particularly good. It wasn't a good team. But if you go look at their run defense, they ranked in the top 10 in yards per carry. Again, a stat that I'm going to hold more over yards per game. And let's not get it twisted. Old boy is cut from the same cloth as Mike Zimmer. Yes, indeed. Take a listen to, to Jonathan Allen, you know, speak. And it's very briefly, just very, just candid talking about uh, Coach Z. But then listen to, to a reporter ask Coach Z, hey, man, what, what is something that, you know, you as a coach coming into this year, you want to you get better at? Uh, listen to this, man. Teaching a lot, you say he's relatively quieter. Coach Z, the complete opposite. <laughs> I know, I know you've been around oh, Coach yeah. Z for a oh, while, yeah. but this is your first off season with him fully having control of that room, it being his. What has he done to kind of help that unit? Man, he's done a lot. I mean, he's. I think he's the longest tenure for a D lineman in NFL history. I think he's 19, maybe 20. So he knows football. He knows how to coach it. He knows how to play it, and he's just a. He's energetic for sure, man. So. We love playing for him. We love having him. This year as a coach, was there something specific you came into this season wanting to attack and see your group improve on specifically? My outbursts. Keep my outbursts down to a minimum. It's a work in progress. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful as possible to Coach AD, okay? Let's be real. In, in, in a sport like this, it's like a combat type sport. It's very violent. And, and then if you're old school a little bit, you grew up, you, you have to have some type of authority figure that you fear a little bit. That's just, that's just reality. How many people really afraid of the Bond villain? When, when he says, get your shit together, mate. Okay, all right, that sounds a little disrespectful to Coach AD because they like Coach AD. You bloody bloat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that don't really move me. But this mother here, if Jack Reacher approach you and say, do as I say, and you don't do it, a little pepping your step. All right, let me go ahead and do it here. I'm just saying, that's all. No, in all seriousness, though, um, somebody close to the team in Washington, uh, I was told that Scanina is a tough guy, uh, uh, but a good tough guy. And this is what I mean by tough guy. Let me read the quote uh, that I was told about Jeff Scanina. Intense, tough coach takes no excuses. 
understands he needs to coach players individually to get the best of them, wants his guys to work as a team and the system to play off of each other, gets pissed off when they think they can do their own thing. That's a guy you don't want to piss off, Cowboy I'm just saying. That's the guy you say, I'd be right back and go pop Trump. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no seriousness, though. This guy is cut from a, a the same cloth as Mike Zimmer. No excuses. Wants you to work within the system. What were we talking about last week? Everybody has to play on the string. This whole, we're going to do our own thing, right? Hey, you call your own stunt. You freelance. I don't think that's going to happen on his watch. And it's that last part that reminded me of what Coach Dirty said uh, about guys running their own stunts. I don't see that being a problem under Coach Z and under Mike Zimmer. If you go look at the stunt percentage under Dan Quinn, we know the Cowboys were routinely at the top. If they weren't number one, they were normally top three, top five throughout Dan Quinn's tenure here. And look, to his credit, it it worked sometimes, right? A lot of times. But what happens when you do that and you give these players that power to do it individually, then the other guy is not aware of it, right? Maybe he doesn't stun. Now you got this this, this hole for the running back to run up or you got this, this, this lane for the quarterback to step up. And when you go look at the Washington football people and the Dallas Cowboys, over the last three years, and how they stun it's a drastic difference. In 2021, uh, 20, 20.5%, 22, 27.6, and last year, 21, I'm sorry, 26.1%. Washington never topped 18% the entire time. In fact, last year, they went down a few. And when you go look at their past stunts alone, Cowboys were closer to, to stunting 50% of the time last year that's a lot man and I remember when we were preparing for the Packers I was like hey one of the things I'm noticing when I'm studying them yes this is not a dynamic pass rushing team they don't have the horses we got like that however it's a very sound front and then when they do decide to stunt it works because it's 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 more of a counter. It's more of a it's it's not necessarily their haymaker. It's a jab or something like that. Whereas Dallas, it's like we're going for the big play every single forty percent of the time. We are stunting. We are sending guys on a loop, and it's just it's just chaos sometimes. Sometimes what I learned from Dirty, it's the guys calling their own stunts because they give them the, the power to do it. I don't think that's going to be a problem here because Coach Z does not want to do that. And Mike Zimmer, if you go look at his his uh, scheme historically, you know these guys don't stunt at that rate. I'm not saying there's going to be no stunts. Clearly, they will stunt. That's the lead. But it will be more calculated. The freelancing that these guys, we see D-Law do it. We see Micah do it. We, we see Osa do it. He talked about it, right? That's not going to be the thing. And I know that D-Law is notoriously one of the best freelancers, you know, probably in the game. But I think it'll be more calculated now, if that makes sense. And I welcome that. I absolutely welcome a, a more sound. This it might not look all 
fun and cute and all the oh look at that cool it might not look like that i don't care anymore does it work do you got the guys to make it work i do i do i think you do now will it take some time probably for them to to, to knock all this out maybe because coach q been here for three years ad been here for three years teaching these guys teaching a lot you say he's relatively no no that's not the one we want teaching these guys to do the stunts, when to do that, when to go rogue or what have you. And you even heard Coach AD. If I, I don't even think I have the audio anymore, but you heard Coach AD in the audio talk about, oh, well, you know, it's not it's not like we're playing out of the system, but but learning how to make the play within the system. He basically covering for these dudes. Like, yeah, they, they do their own thing. They, they play out of the system. Coach Z said, nah, nah. We want guys to work as a team in the system to play off of each other. And if you guys remember the the run defensive uh, film we showed from Zim last week, that's exactly what it looked like. You didn't see dudes just jumping in gaps. You know what the perfect game is, Cowboys Nation? The perfect game to illustrate the Cowboys doing this, and it didn't work well at all. In fact, it was probably their worst rushing performance prior to Buffalo, Arizona. Go watch Arizona. I mean, I mean, you had dudes like Jonathan Hankins jumping in gaps out of nowhere. Well, it clearly wasn't designed to do that, but hey, man, we, we got the power to, 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 to run these weird games. And I think that could be a reason. Y'all could let me know too, by the way. 351-999-3787. I think that could be a reason why, if you go look at historically, Zim statistically has had success against teams that that tree of the Shanahan's or whatnot. Statistically, I, I'm not saying every single time, but if you go look at the, the the stats or what have you, analytics, he has success, and I think it's because they're more of a sound, fundamentally sound defense, and you have to be against those guys. Think about it. You're talking about a whole bunch of window dressing. You're talking about a bunch of uh, traps and pulls and pre-snap motion, apps, at snap action. It's a lot going on. But if you are confident in your fundamentals, you're not worried about the eye candy so much. If I'm not trying to jump into the B gap and I'm containing the outside, I'm setting it up for my linebacker to be able to run down the alley and make the play. I do wonder how long that's going to take for them to get that out of their system from the DQ era. Did it work? Yeah, I'm not saying that it, it was it was it was all bad. It, it worked a lot of the times. But when you won up against a team, at least last year, that knew how to take advantage of it, boy, did they. <laughs> did they? And throughout the week, we're actually going to talk about some other things that I, that I think we'll see from personnel change. That if you look at the historic historically from Mike Zimmer, he'll add to this team. We'll talk about that too. Probably starting tomorrow. But Coach Jeff Scanina, 17-year defensive line, uh, lineman in the league, been coaching defensive line for about a decade now. Uh, he will be the new defensive line coach. I look forward to it. And then finally, Greg Ellis. Now, Greg Ellis is being hired as, as an assistant defensive line coach. He was the head coach. I believe around here, like Waxahachie, which is not that far from me. Uh, he was a head coach around here for two seasons at Sagu University, or not Sagu, 
it's a, it's a, I think it's a Christian school. And it's not like swaggle, <laughs> but he was a head coach there for about a year and a half. He resigned in November, but he played under Mike Zimmer for nine seasons, which is, I think, an interesting hire here. You know, he's, he's just gotten into, into coaching, but he can kind of relate to the players and say, hey, look, I get it. Coach Zimmer, a little, you know. But the end game is worth it. He got the best out of me. He got the best out of this player, that player. He knows what he's talking about here. I I don't know who I was talking to, but when you look at, at Quinn's resume, and this is, I'm not, I'm not trying, I am comparing a resume. Quinn's resume, if you really look at his defensive coordinator resume, Seattle Legion of Boom won the Super Bowl back to back. Perfect, right? Great. Gets to Atlanta, never really put together that type of defense. So I really don't think he had a great coordinated defensive type of success in Atlanta, but he had overall team success, primarily from the offense. Dallas, boom, he did fantastic here in Dallas. So he's got two stints where he's been a really good defensive coordinator. But Zimmer's resume is not one to scoff at. So when he comes in here, I'm hoping that these players look at his resume and say, this guy knows what he's talking about here. Successful defensive coordinator in Dallas, Cincinnati, Minnesota. All different styles, too, by the way. Right? Like Zim has been around in three different type of eras. He's been around in the early 90s era, the 2000s eras, and the 2010s, 20s eras. We've got to remember, it's not like Zim been out the league for 10 years. He was just coaching these TikTokers. These snap facers. He was just coaching them. But with that said, Zim did bring up, hey, man, I know it's, you know things are different or what happened. You know, it's going to be a different change in approach with some of these guys. And I think Greg Ellis could be a sound ear. Hey, Coach G, man, Zim, Zim on me today. Man, well, this is why he's on you. Boom, 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 boom. Trust in the process. He know what he's talking about. Hey, Coach G. Captain America about to hit me with that damn shield. I mean, I ain't got nothing for you, bro. I ain't got nothing for you, bro. But Zim has been extremely successful in this league. Um, So has Mike Solari, what? They're not comparable, man. Mike Solari and Coach Zim is not comparable. Coach Zim's resume is out of this world. As a coordinator, Solari's the offensive line coach. Zim is a, is a is a successful coordinator in three different eras in every stop that he's been at. Let's be real. Let me see here. Do I got let's be real. He's had extreme success in all three of these stops here. And he knows defense. If you weren't paying attention over the last three shows, that's on you. But Zim and, and Solari ain't, ain't close to the same type. They just close in age. Let's keep it a bean here. Let's keep it a bean here. I almost brought up this video. Somebody brought up uh, Micah and Zim. Zimmer was talking to, uh, about Micah on the 33rd podcast or whatever. 
I'll probably bring it up another day. I'll probably bring it up another day. But it was interesting. That's all I'm saying. So these are the guys that Zim is bringing in to help him get his message out there. And and, and now Jeff Z, Coach, Coach Kanina, is, has no relation to any of these guys. But I bet when he sat down with them, whether it be Zoom or in person, however they decided to do it, he probably resonated with them. And I, and I get it, right? Because Coach Zimmer comes from a tough note. He, he comes from that era. Uh, and while Je- Coach Z is not old in that manner, he has that kind of toughness that I think you need to have up front, to be honest with you. And we talk about how important it's going to be for him to have that trust in the front seven. Between Paul Gunther, Coach Z, and Greg Ellis, I think what he can do is trust that these guys, Paul, to put together a, a, a sound run game plan, Coach Z to coach up these guys, and Greg to obviously learn behind Zim, behind Z, and and be a, a soundboard. And, and obviously, he played too, and he played well. A lot of people forget you know, Greg Ellis gets a bad rep because of the whole Randy Moss thing. Clearly, Randy Moss, we, we, we should have took Randy Moss, but Greg Ellis had a successful career in Dallas. He was third all-time, you know, in, in Cowboys history, or is third all-time in Cowboys history in sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Pro Bowler, comeback player of the year. You know, he, he has a he has an extensive resume here in Dallas. A good one. Wasn't Randy Moss, but it is what it is. So I do think these are, are very sound and solid hires. Uh, to me, I think Gunther it could be the most important one because the the he's going to have the task of drawing up ways to stop the run. And he'll also probably be in Coach Zimmer's ear in regards to the blitz packages. Again, if you guys weren't here at the start of the show, uh, Paul Gunther was renowned around the league or respected around the league as a guy who was really good at drawing up blitz designs. Not saying he, the double way gap thing was his or anything like that, but he helped with some of these exotic looks with Zimmer. Zimmer obviously, you know, took that to Minnesota and then they didn't see a whole lot of it in Cincy. They still had good defenses, but from what I, from my research, it sounded like uh, coach Marvin Lewis wanted to dial it back a little bit. They didn't want Paul Gunther to be as, exotic and as uh, aggressive as Zimmer was. See, Marv said, hey, Zim, do your thing. You got the, you know, you got the skins on the wall. That was Paul Gunther's first shot at defensive coordinator, so you kind of got to acquiesce to your boss. So I, I'm, I'm not going to use the, the word excited or anything, but but I'll say uh, interested or interesting. And, and these could be plus hires. Now, again, if you're one who is saying, well, what about Steve Wilkes coming in as pass game coordinator? I thought about that too, and I kind of still think about it. But when you go listen to the press conference from Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, you know, he told you, hey, look, defensive backs, that's my baby, right? That's that's what I do. That's kind of how I got, I came up in this league, and he still does that. He, again, I said this when we were breaking down the film. He gets a lot of uh, love for the, 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 the double-way gap, split muck fronts, because that is like a staple of Mike Zimmer. But I think the real devil in the details with Zim is his coverage, is the disguises that he does with that. It, I, I think that, for me, is 1A, and the double-A gap thing is 1B. So I think he's going to handle the past stuff, and he's going to allow Paul Gunther, Coach Z, to deal with the run game stuff up front. 
and make sure that these guys are, are disciplined, sound defense. 100%. Now, y'all remember also in that press conference, I told you I couldn't find it when we were talking about it last week. When Christy Scales asked that question, Coach Zim got a little, yeah. I found it. I knew I wasn't crazy. Y'all, look, 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 look at Coach Z. Or not Coach Z, Coach Zim. Look at this. Christy. Christy Scales, 105.3 The Fan, Cowboys Radio. Hey, Christy. Uh, I miss Parker. That's exactly what it sounded like. Try to riz up on Christy Scales. Hey, Coach Z, Zimmer. Relax, bro. Relax. Can't be risen up on Chrissy Scales, man. That's scoop. She give us the scoop on game day. If y'all know who Christy Scales is, go just go look up Christy Scales. They probably around the same age. He was just feeling a little, you know. But you can't be doing that, Coach. Hey, man. You can't be doing that, Coach. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when it come to my ranch, Christy. Uh, does this mean Mozzie is off Weight Watchers? I hope. I got. I, I, we, we're going to have more conversations on that position this week, so. Again, this is this is the beauty, the gift and the curse of having a new staff is the old guys ain't they guys. But here's here's my problem with this whole thing. I I, I definitely think Zim is a, a plus hire, quality hire. We're going to have to prepare our brains for for some things that are going to be different. Number one, and we talked about that schematically and attitude. But we'll also have to understand that. For me personally, I don't think this is a situation where we can be counting on development. And, and that sounds so contradicting to what the Cowboys do. We are draft and develop, draft and develop. You got a head coach on a one-year deal. You got a coordinator who, it doesn't matter how long he's on the team for contractually. If they fire the head coach and they bring in a new head coach who wants a different guy, that's a wrap. So I, again, this goes back to the things, you know, months ago, I would have rather, or last month, I would have rather moved on completely and let this new coach do what he wanted to do. So we can, Hey, if we're going to draft, we can, we have time to develop. I don't think the Cowboys got no time for that. So whether they want to put weight on Mozzie or not, it, whoever it is, whether it's a draft class, whether it's a third year guy, whether it's a fourth year guy, it don't matter. If, if they are not viewed as a guy that can can get out there, run the system, and be productive, we gotta we, we, we have to look to put somebody else out there for 2024 and say, hey, well, you can, you can continue to develop because we don't have the time to – we can't schoonmaker you this year. And what I mean – or Mozzie, let's be honest, both of those dudes. We can't Mozzie and schoonmaker you. Like, oh, yeah, we'll throw you out there. You're developing. No, no problem. No because you really didn't get anything from those dudes. Can't afford that this year. So I'd imagine, he, you know, he puts on the weight. We'll see if that's enough. I don't I don't know if it'll be enough, but because he's got other things he's got to work on, and, and that may take time. You look at a lot of these defense, the Dexter Lawrence's, the Quinn Williams, like they weren't these all-pro guys, these, these top-end type guys for a couple years. 
So, and we ain't got a couple years. So that's just something I was thinking about. Zimmer will bring in comp 100%. So definitely bring in competition. Um, and, and this guy right here, Coach Scanina, <laughs> he, he, don't, he, ain't got, he ain't got ties in on these dudes. Ain't my guy. Shit, Coach Zanina probably way more than Mozzie right now. I mean, keeping it a bean. Nah, nah, she ain't Captain Cheney. <laughs> that, that's exactly why he hit her with that. Hey, Miss Parker. Brand management, though, at its finest. Christy. Christy Scales, 105.3 The Fan, Cowboys Radio. Hey, Christy. Uh, Hi, Miss Parker. Ain't finna get me in trouble. <laughs> Shouts out to Foots. I see Foots in the building. Fots, or Fots. Foots, Vach, Tuck. What's good with y'all? He said they tried to make uh, Mozzie Aaron Donald. I don't know what that's about, bro. But I do know uh, part of it was purposefully. The other part probably wasn't. But damn, man, what are we doing here? You don't draft a guy like that and you, you make him 290. Just go draft a Wisconsin kid who was great this year, by the way. In Pittsburgh and Wisconsin, wasn't it? Wisconsin. Or was it Nebraska? Pittsburgh 3 tech. Could have just drafted him. Or, or the dude that went to the Saints, Breesy. They just drafted him. Taking a, a nose tackle and then saying, oh, he's got a pass rush upside, so we'll make him lose weight year one. It was goofy. Super goofy. Benton, yeah, yeah, Keanu, is a Keanu Benton. I'd have just took him if you wanted a three-tech. But see, here's my problem. With, and somebody had asked this question about, about Dan Quinn, his talent evaluation. Boss man. Nation Wright. Devin Harper, which maybe he didn't get a fair chance, but whatever. He ain't on it. Jabril Cot. Like, there's a lot of dudes that kind of just flamed out. And these are the guys that he wanted. I think it's fair. I think well, I think Kalaja didn't he go before us? I think Chancey went before us. I think he went pretty, like, top 15 or something. Sam Williams, another one. I mean, but, yeah, Sam, man. Let's be real. Yeah, bro. Uh, a couple years ago, I brought this up. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. I said, look, yes, the Cowboys, do they historically draft well? Sure. Like, kudos. Good for them. Here's why I hold them to a higher standard. It's because they don't ever want to get into the arena of the other pillars of team building, meaning they don't like to go out and, and participate in, and really participate in free agency. They're starting to dip their toes a little bit in the trade, but really, if you go look at historically, this ain't new, and we'll talk about that also this week. So if you're not going to do that, then you can't just be, oh man, we, we're a top draft team. No. You have to be perfect. 
right? Like you, 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 you gotta be. And, yeah, oh man, look, Jake Ferguson, Deron Bland, Tyler. I get it. Fantastic. But you can't have a 2023 draft. You can't. You can't you can't draft Boss Man Fat and Sam Williams. And they shine right in the third round. Can't trade Amari Cooper and use the fifth round pick on a dude with a broken shoulder. That's just facts, man. They draft well, but they have to draft better. And that's that's a crazy uh standard to have, but it's the truth. Because they don't participate in those other areas. And when you go look at these other teams, they do. This is facts. Well, Scott, they don't draft well. Okay. And? You know what they say is? Hmm. Maybe we don't draft as great. So let's go sign, guys. Maybe maybe the Cowboys should say, all right, maybe this drafting thing by itself <laughs> ain't going ain't gonna to do it. So maybe we should go do other things. But I'm just going to be talking in circles. That Eric Scott trade up, Tuck, in... in, in when you go look at the draft picks for this year, that one sucks because you don't have a fifth round pick. And you might say, that's just a fifth round pick. Well, for somebody like me, I'm looking to flip that fifth round pick to, to do what they normally do. Now you ain't got it. And now Eric Scott just riding the bench. And it don't look like Eric Scott, you no know, offense to Eric Scott, but if you bring back Gilly, right? Say you take a corner in the top 100 picks, maybe in the fourth round, fifth round again. Now he's competing with that guy. Hey, barring injury, come on, man. It's it's frustrating, but but I don't want to I don't want to talk in circles today. Um, it's about these guys: Paul Gunther, Jeff Scanina, and Greg Ellis. For me, uh, Gunther and Scanina are the two um, most important hires. Scanina is going to replace Coach Aiden Durday, who went on. Shouts out to AD, who went on to be the defensive coordinator for Seattle. Um, I do welcome welcome Coach Z though. Uh, I'm interested to see how if he can bring out a different side of this team. Gunther, I think, is going to be more of the scientist. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be more of the of the mad scientist behind the scenes, drawing up game plans and helping out Coach Zimmer in that in, in that manner. And honestly, he's probably going to be helping out whether he likes it or not, depending on what Coach Zimmer wants to do here. Uh, the linebackers coach, McCorley. Because there's going to be a different demeanor and how these backers are going to have to play in this scheme and it's just not something that McCorley has has dealt with here under Dan Quinn or uh, let's just say under McCarthy because McCorley was here when they had Mike Nolan and there's going to be a different style of backer I think they will welcome into this team but we got more on that tomorrow Got a good one lined up. Is Boss Man a Super Bowl champion? I don't know if they give rings to future contracts. I, I, I'm not sure. Tucker, maybe because you down there in in, in uh, Kansas City. Do they give rings to f- future deals, guys? Because technically the future deal means you're not on the roster, but once the new year starts, you are. So I, I don't know if he's going to get one or not. But... <laughs> Ain't like my guy played. You know what I mean?
wanted Nick Bolton or Zayvon Cobb. Look, let me tell you about that draft. When the Cowboys drafted Micah, I, was that the draft I did it? I think I did with Boston. Now. I was literally tongue in cheek, kind of playing but serious at the same time. I was like, wait, Nick Bolton still on the board? I know this is unprecedented, but I would double dip. Tongue in cheek. Like, ah, just because I was a big fan of Nick Bolton at the time. I wanted Jay okay. He was on the board too. I was like, shit. Give me Micah and Nick Bolton. But they, you know, they didn't do that. LVE, Jalen still here, drafting Micah. But look, had you did that, but you know, we can we can we can talk our circles around that too. But I wanted both of them dudes. Micah, J O K, and Bolton were my top three linebackers in that draft, and they all were available in the Cowboys pick. How crazy. How crazy. Explain what uh, exactly uh, what a, what is a run and pass game coordinator does. They literally uh, put together the game plan for that particular assignment. So last year it was Coach Witt. Coach Witt was the pass game coordinator. And I think he was a pass game coordinator in Atlanta, and I'm pretty sure that's why Dan was okay or fine with him being a coordinator, pass game coordinator in Dallas. Um, so they put together the game plan against against these offenses, right? Against the pass games. And that makes sense for Dan Quinn to have a pass game coordinator because Dan Quinn is a defensive line coach by nature. He groomed Coach AD to be a defensive line guy, but he also, you guys remember, if you go to camp, if you're at the Star, if you're at, or if you're at uh, down there in or over there, I should say, in California and Oxnard, or just the pictures you see at some of these practices, Q is working with these linemen because he's a line. That's his forte. So with a you draw up the pass game stuff. I'm going to handle this stuff up front. I think we're flipping it for the first time. And again, I don't know how long. Maybe somebody can, can tell me when's the last time the Cowboys have had a run game coordinator. I don't know. So I'd imagine this year is, hey, I'm a DB's coach by nature. And Mike Zimmer, so I can handle that. I told you, I, I personally think that's where it's, that's where it really gives fun for Zim. He is the disguises and all that. It, 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 I like it. So that's where Zim is going to take care of that. So he needs a guy to handle the run game stuff. And maybe, just maybe, he's not dumb, too. He's he's sitting back and he's watching the Cowboys run defense. And he's like, what is this? Not that it's it was porous to the sense of from the numbers, but just from a fundamental standpoint. I rewatched the interview again, the press conference. And a lot of things stuck out after like the third or fourth time you watch things. But the whole, you know, being fundamentally sound to the ball. I have to believe Zim is watching this, this film, and he's just like, yeah, you might have made a play, but what is this? We can't have that. So you know what? Give me my guy, Paul, who's going to help coordinate and set up the run defense game plan. And Mr. Incredible ain't with the shits. Mr. Incredible said, I want guys that's going to work as a team in this system to play off each other. Now, he didn't say this, but... I was told by somebody in Washington that he said this. That gets pissed off when they think they can do their own thing. I was told by somebody I was told that. So you won't be seeing this freelancing. You're going to see guys on the string more now. Hey, <laughs> Foots. But you're going to learn real. <laughs> But you're going to learn real quick in this chat, bro. 
they not gonna let you live with nothing like that. So Foot said, "I love Gunther handling the box." Foot just wanna talk ball, y'all. Come on, man. Leave my bro alone. Ah, get out of here. We, we ain't talking about that. <laughs> that wasn't me, bro. That's y'all. Y'all, y'all, man. I told y'all the other day. We, hey, bro, we gotta be careful on here. They be on our ass, Paul. Who, who was it on Vach's show that that paused the word dictatorship? That's when I, I say, you know what? We done, we done lost all sense. We can't say dictatorship now. Dictionary. Can't say none of that. Y'all, man, y'all crazy. But Foots, come on, man. You had to you had to see what you were saying, though. Yeah. But, but I know what you're saying, and I agree in the sense of with Paul Gunther handling that front seven with Coach uh, Scanina. I'm, all, I'm good with that. He's had success with Coach Zimmer. I mean, a lot of success. And if you want to look at I mean, look, I know it's a different bit of a different era but let me make sure i get these numbers right where is that number here we go so when they were in cincinnati the rush game alone they were fourth in um or seventh in rush yards allowed per game fifth in, in yards allowed per game total fourth in passing yards allowed per game and sixth in points against so that was just the top 10 defense stone cold across the board Hey, Professor O, no, no, no free, no free sponsorships, man. James, so we got to say tatorship now. Oh, what is going? <laughs> Who was that? This is a tatorship. Is crazy. Everything, y'all. This pause culture, man. Y'all, man. And then I feel like I gotta say it. You know, when you just talking ball, cause y'all crazy. <laughs> Grab them by the box. Let me, hey, let me get to Marco, man, because because we, we don't want the bots to come back in here. Uh, good morning, Marco. What's up, Scott? How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Having a great time talking about these coaches. <laughs> yeah, hey, Scott, I, I, man, I've been trying to call. I've been meaning to call you for a couple of weeks after the – I mean, a couple of days after the Super Bowl. And I, I, I had this theory, man. If you're – to win the Super Bowl, your quarterback has to make – your quarterback has to be able to make – all scheduled plays like Mahomes, or there's no way you're gonna beat Mahomes. <laughs> Good luck beating that guy. I'm even past beat. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for us to beat that guy. Shoot, but I ain't I was, talking about us. Like, I'm talking man. about the league. I, you, you remember yeah, the yeah. days where where and this is this is real stuff. If you don't watch golf. They would ask, "Hey, are you taking uh, Tiger Woods or the field?" And everybody be like, "I'm taking Tiger Woods." <laughs> That's how I feel about Mahomes, yeah. bro. Are you taking Mahomes or the bro. field? I'm taking Mahomes, bro. I just them, bro. I'm. I mean, Scott. I just say, and I. This, I know you. You know that I'm how how I feel about that. But I'm saying <clears throat> it's time to. I'm not trying to. I, I don't think we should. I mean, personally, I think we should let this year play out. But uh, I think we got to try to. I was even thinking, man. Maybe, maybe if they if they're willing to trade fields, man, you got to get a player that's dynamic, bro. And I don't fields? know about fields, man. 
Yeah, just about. I ain't, I don't want I don't want Fields personally, but I'm saying like a player like him that can get like Mahomes was like they was right there at Mahomes like uh Bolton. But the, you be, you got to be able to fill that pocket and be able to move. I just feel like my boy. I mean, I feel like Prescott just don't. He he used to be that like real athletic before the injury, but I just feel like Mahomes was. Like Bosa is right there. And Mahomes is and not athletic. Mahomes is very much like Dak Prescott when it comes to running. These guys are dudes that they're scared about. Oh my God, he's gonna, you know, hit you with all these crazy moves or, or all. It's just, it's just they have escape a very similar escapability in my opinion. But it, Mahomes is a. Why are we even talking about compare anybody to Mahomes? Like, like he's a whole different no no alien. Like if you try to find yeah. somebody to do to be God like like Mahomes. Good luck. I mean, what, what no, are we doing? No, God, I'm not trying to find. I'm not trying to find Mahomes, but I'm even saying Purdy was making for him to be able to make. He didn't make all the plays, but he would have to make a lot of off schedule plays to well, even have a chance. Dak to, Prescott making yeah. off schedule plays is not an issue. Dak Prescott makes tons of off schedule plays. He did it all year. That was one of the things that you I, know not, he wanted. He, he needed. I mean, that's what you called and talked about. Hey, in order to beat Mahomes, you need to make no. off schedule plays. Purdy made off schedule plays. It didn't matter. Josh Allen made a million off schedule plays. It did not matter. Would help Mahomes win wasn't just his off schedule plays. I mean, he does that a lot. Would also help Mahomes win was having a defense that could shut things down and a coach that could help Mahomes as well. So it, you know, it's not just Mahomes making off schedule plays. In my opinion, that is why he won the Super Bowl. Mahomes is is amazing for. Off-schedule plays, I wouldn't even put it at the top. I mean, that's part of his repertoire. But Mahomes is a totally just different animal. He's a, he's a stone-cold killer like nothing we've seen <laughs> since Tom Brady. Like, I don't even – if we're going to talk quarterbacks man. and trying to compare, don't even bring this man up. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to compare that dude the best player in the – I mean, I think he's going to be the best quarterback to ever play the game. But, well, well Scott, this is what another question then. What, what, what are we looking – what what can the Cowboys tell us all next year? Don't ask me that. Ask the Cowboys that. They can't sell me with nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got seriously. You gotta ask. You gotta ask. You gotta ask Jerry or somebody, Stephen or something like that. Uh, all I can do is talk about what I think they should do to to improve, move forward for next year, and put themselves in position to compete once the tournament gets here. That's that's what I do. Uh, I, I'm I don't have control over over what they oh, can we do. Thank you, Scott. And uh, just your opinion. Yeah, there, there, there's, there can't. Well, can they? They couldn't really sell us on nothing for the last ten years. It's just a matter. It's a matter well, Scott, of I, getting into the season and competing and seeing if we can overcome this this organization. Yeah, well, Scott, this is what I. I mean, what what do we? I mean, what do we do? Like, are we drafting wide receiver or do we draft old line? It's, that last year's draft kind of hurt us, man. In my opinion, but I think we Did. we should have drafted old line and so we could draft better this year. It was a bad thing, but. But Scott, appreciate you, brother. Like always, I'm listening offline, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Let's get Tuck in the building. What's good, Tuck? Yo, what's going on, Scott? Man, what's going on, chat, man? My bad, my bad, foot, man. It was just too obvious, so I had to take those easy <laughs> points. <laughs> foot, but see, foot, foot, foot just talk ball. So, so he, I don't think he, I don't think he understand. He, he be in the chat, but he don't really be in the chat. So if you, if you were the chat, you know you can't really, you can't say that in this chat. They, they get you on here, man. Right, right. So, yo, Scott, I'll say, you know, when it comes to defensive staff, you know, me personally, I wasn't excited or pleased with how the Cowboys went about it. I feel like it was very the complacent. The process sucked. As they, yeah, the, the process. That's where I'm frustrated. I think a lot of people are kind of 
getting that confused. It's not with the hires, it's with the actual process that they went. So I felt like while Dan Quinn was out there moonlighting and doing all these interviews, we should have been aggressive and interviewing you know, the talent pool as well, and we sat back and really didn't do anything because people forget if Dan Quinn doesn't take that Washington job, more than he's likely back. he's our defensive coordinator this year. No, so, not more yeah, than likely. No sense of he's urgency. back. They wanted yeah, him pretty, back. Yeah, pretty much 100% sure. Right, right. So that's who they really wanted back. So, you know, I think when it comes to them, the important thing is, you know, for the Cowboys fan standpoint, you're going to have to be patient. I think people are going to want instant results. And when you look at our schedule, y'all, we got some killers. You know what I'm saying? We got the Ravens. We're going to have San Fran again. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be patient, kind of like we have to take that route with Mike McCarthy. But if the Cowboys are going to sit back and really let Zim be Zim, which I've been preaching, I think he can have an impact with our defense, right? Because he talked about some of the things just from a technical aspect. But you can't protect some of these players. I mean, he might have to get off and – and Micah's, you know, face a little bit. Like, you can't have Jerry Jones stepping down, intervening, different things like that. You have to let this new coaching staff bring the discipline and, you know, what they're trying to accomplish with this defense. But like you said, we really can't sit back and, you know, have a future draft again because no. there might not be no future. Exactly. Reason. There might not be a future with this staff. So, you know, go all in. If Zim wants these yep. ingredients, let him really cook and let Zim be Zim. And that's what I've been trying to preach to my community personally. Well, the good thing, and I think we brought this up on the show, I forget which which day it was, uh, but I still got the graphics here. The good thing about what this front office does, um, they normally allow their coordinators, defensive coordinators, to do them. They normally allow these right. guys in their first year specifically to come in and, and, and bring in who they want. If you go back and look at, uh, was it Mike Nolan? He brought in 10 defensive players. When you go back and you look right. at, you know, Dan Quinn, he, he let him bring in five different defensive players. And then even if you go back further than that, um, he, he, you know, Imani Kiffin and those boys, right, and, and, and uh, Rob Marinelli, they brought in ten different defensive players with Kiffin, eight different defensive players with, with Rob Marinelli. So it, as weird as it sounds to say you have confidence in anything this front office does, one thing I do have confidence in is they'll let Zimmer do him. Now, what will right. that translate? I think it can um, and maybe it takes a few weeks, but I saw the impact Dan Quinn made in year one early on. And I, and right. I think that can be the same thing for, for Zimmer because I think, yes, can things be a bit can, – can, can, does it require maybe a higher IQ in the secondary for him to do? Yes, but I think we got those guys. Diggs, Malik Hooker, mm-hmm. you bring back Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland. This is a smart secondary, so I don't really necessarily worry about that. That's the part that they're going to have to pick up fast. The front – is all about basic fundamentals, man. I, I don't really see that being a problem as long as he gets you the backers. So I agree. I think Zim could have some success early on, and it may take may take a few may off season, maybe a few weeks. But if you give him his guys, that was my thing. Get let Zim do right. him. I think I think you'll you'll right. still have a good defense. Yeah, I agree, and it's also going to be important for the players to buy in. But I think it's going to be even more important for Al Harris to really buy in as well because. Whenever there's a split and you got something new, and let's say, for instance, Zim ruffles a few feathers, they're going to try to lean towards Al Harris, who they're familiar with, and it's going to be important for Al Harris to push them back, like, nah, 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 we're going to stick with the process. You know what I'm saying? So you can't have that split in the locker room. So, like I said, overall, I think we're in a good space. Now we really have to go out there and get the players, like you said. We can't just rely on the draft. Also, free agency, which is always a huge question mark when it comes to this front office. But 
you know, here we are, man. We're going to put the pieces of the puzzle back together and try to get ready for the next season, man. So I appreciate you, Scott, everyone in the chat, Votch, Butch, O, everybody. Let's continue to do great work and, you know, gear for another season. <laughs> and we still here, man. Win, lose, or draw. Here for it all. Appreciate you, Tuck. All right, bro. Yeah, um, I think I think Coach Al and Zim will be will be great together. Coach Al's work with with two different types of defensive coordinators. Um, Mike Nolan, you got brought in under that regime, right? And then then Dan Quinn and Joe Witt. So I it, and then before that, I think Coach Al was with uh, Kansas City. So he's adaptable. He's like a chameleon. I think he, he's he's very adaptable. And I think it is important to bring back Al Harris because he can tell Zim, you know, hey, this is what this this guy. Again, at the end of the day, Zim's a DB guy. Al's a DB guy. I think they're going to connect very fast because they understand, you know, the position. Now, like I mentioned with Greg Ellis, right, a guy that's played under Zim, he can be an ear maybe to the defensive line where, ah, man, Zim's on me today. Coach G, like, what's up? And, and now Zim can, or, or Greg Ellis can kind of give him that experience. Al doesn't have that with Zim. But but Al played in this league. Al Al's a coach's coach, I think, and I think he'll obviously respect uh, Coach Zimmer. And there's going to be times where players probably aren't feeling the greatest about a coach or whatever, right? Sometimes Zimmer's going to be able to get on you. But as long as everybody's on the same page, what I love about Zim, though, and the difference between him and, like I said, with uh, Nolan, is his ability to teach. His ability to teach is unquestioned by anyone, and as long as you're on board with He's trying to make me better, and I can tell. Then it just goes back to, I think, just basics of, of being a player and being coached. You know, naturally, that, that is an authority authoritative figure that's trying to teach me the game or get me better. And, and as long as that happens, I think we'll be fine. I don't think we're going to see a situation where uh, <laughs> James Slater is coming out talking about Players in the locker room don't like this coach and that coach. And, and it was a whole big deal. I don't know if y'all remember that in 2020. It was a whole big deal. And it, it came out. One of the main things was they not teaching. They can't coach. We won't hear that from Zim. So I, I think we should be okay with that, in my opinion, from, from the locker room. Uh, if something comes up, Zim ain't afraid to go to and say, Let, let's wrap, man. What's going on? Now you need that. There's nothing wrong with some confrontation. We talk about that, right? There's nothing wrong with it. As long as that confrontation is met and we have a, we we come up with some type of solution from it, uh, we don't want this thing, this new day and age, these free me on Twitter and all this stuff. We don't want it to do that. Come holler at me. Good morning, Banks. Sky, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, man, as far as the culture has, man, I'm good with everything, man. Uh, you know, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm guessing now we're not going to get a, uh, the coaching change we need on the defensive side of the, or most of say that we won't. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's the uh, that's McCurley, the uh, linebackers coach, um, get relieved yeah. of his yeah. duties. But uh, I think but, uh, I, I think know, Coach Coach Gunther is going to work with those guys too, though. And and, and I think Coach Gunther is going to work with and, and Zimmer. I, I think. They'll win out on whatever it is that McCurley is trying to. T- In fact, I think Z- McCurley is going to have to teach what those guys want him to do. So, or want them to do. So, yes, I wanted a new coach, yeah. um, but I think Paul Gunther being a linebackers coach in this day, 
will help with that. I just hope that you remember when we had uh, George okay. Edwards here. George Edwards was technically the senior defensive assistant here, if I'm not mistaken. But guess where George Edwards was at? He was in the linebacker room. Oh. He was running the linebackers. Yeah. But guess who had the title? McCordley had the title. I'm hoping it's like that. Well, maybe we'll see, you know, hey, man, sometimes, you know, it could just be the, you know, it could just be the players, man. You know, uh, uh, I want to say they made them look bad, uh, but um, you know, it could be a mixture of everything, man. Just oh yeah, it's, it's hardly one thing for sure. But when you see that, yeah. uh, you know, just speaking of McCarley, but like his resume to me is is not one where I say I don't want to upgrade from. Or it's, it's crazy to think about an upgrade. He he doesn't have some amazing resume as a coordinator. In fact, I'm sorry, as a coach. In fact, the only he's only worked under one person, Mike McCarthy. So yeah. you know. So man, uh, we see it is man, but I'm like talk man. As far as the uh, you know, he touched on the kind of the process of everything when uh. You know, and it was a little frustrating. Um, you know, kind of when Dan Quinn was going through his interviews. You know, why not? You know, why not interview a few guys? You know, if um, you know, just in case. You know, and I'm quite. I know and I understand. Hey, Dan. You know, they still. Hey, if he don't get a job, you know, we're gonna stick with him. But you also got to look. If what if he does get a job? So, you know, why not get that process on the road? They should have fired him. I mean, that's just see that, that that's the problem. They scared to, they scared to do that because if you would have fired him after yeah. the game, some point, you would have been able to have a whole month leg up on the coordinator search. Instead, while he's out there whining and dining and getting the red carpet shown to him, you got to keep waiting mm-hmm. and waiting and waiting. Right. And guess what? Now he's the last of the coaches to be hired. And you're left yeah. with every other team filling their coaching needs. So if you would have fired them, that would have been right. cool. But if you, but they didn't do it because they wanted him back. That's the thing. They wanted Dan back. They were banking on Dan not getting yeah, a head coaching job. Crazy. Yeah, and that's that's just that's even crazier to me that they even wanted him back, man. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's almost I like agree. uh, you know. You know, thank thank God that the other guys didn't want to go to the Redskins, Ben Johnson and the guys that they really wanted, you know, didn't go to the Redskins. So, you know, it, you know, they kind of came through on that. So, yeah. you know, because I, you know, I was like, I was like for everybody, McCarthy, Dan, just wipe the slate clean, uh, clean and just start over. So, but um. Yeah, you mean you, you know, got anyway, guys like one of them had to go. Ben Johnson and Bobby yeah. Slowick out there, Mike. Mike I mean, you, you, you had some, yeah. you had some pretty interesting, you know, names yeah. and coaches. Yeah. I would have liked to bring on board, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just, uh, but I just said, man, somebody got to go. You, there's no way we could have ran that back with 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 McCarthy and Dan. You know, no. together. Not after, it, not after know, how they played in that, that game. There's just no way. Not, not after that. Not after that, man. So, you know, I, I was just on the move. You know, some people don't like the Zimmer high, but I'm like, man, whoever we get. McCarthy is on the lame duck year. Whoever we get, get could possibly be there just for one year. 
because this could be it for, you know, all of them. So just bring somebody in, somebody different, and, and just, you know, see how it go, man. You know, you know, so, and just see how it is because, you know, it could turn into one year deal for everybody or it could, could be where everybody, the team plays great enough, good enough, and gets far enough to where, you know, hopefully, you know, I want we want to see everybody succeed, but where uh, you know everybody's successful, you know. Yeah. I want them to, to resign Mike McCarthy, but not on some Jason Garrett type stuff, but nah, on somewhere yeah. he's successful and and make you know what I mean, make a deep run in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, know, he, that's he, all I got, man. Yeah, I and, I, and look, and also in closing, I also I don't care for I like Parsons to play. I don't care for Parsons. Off the field, all the talking parsons, the podcast parsons, I don't care for that. But I do like how he kind of went at Stephen A. Smith on his uh, on his um, on his pod, you know, kind of defending Dak and saying, you know, it's on the defense such and such. Uh, you know, I kind of watched that uh, recently. I know a lot of touch on him, but um, yeah, I did like what he did on that though. But uh, I kind of feel like man, parsons just need to. You know, all season good, but when it comes to the season, man, I like to not see his uh, see his pies or speaking on other teams and players. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of boomers don't like that, but it's twenty twenty four, man. This is this. It's not. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, ain't yeah. going nowhere for, for these players, man. <laughs> yeah. I guess people ain't like. Uh, yeah. Uh, who got one over there in, in San Fran? Fred Warner, you know, all these other players that got podcasts. Big Hank and all them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is what it is, man. Yeah, it's cool. I I, I guess it's the the, the delivery, and it's just kind of something to get used to. I I guess it's something where we were like, man, we got enough media attention as it is. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just something to get used to. That's all. One hundred percent. Well put. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Bye, right, Salute. Let me go ahead and do this real quick. The Damn. conference has been locked. Bow. Hundred grand. What's good, bro? What's good, my brother? What's up with you? It's been a little minute. Listen, listen here, man. Is the 49er fan saying fire everybody, blow it up? Shanahan been the coach for seven years, and they ain't won not one ring. And Shanahan been the coach for seven years. Ain't nobody saying run him out of town like they do in Mike. Our the fans is, is, <laughs> is, is bleep, bleep. But, 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 listen, though. It kind of is. Listen, though. though. It kind of is. It, it, it's a little bit of now they are. After seven years, now they're like, yo, let's get Shanahan out of here. Year one, these bleep, 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 bleep. Talking about, yo, get Mike out of here. Mike ain't done nothing. What's Shanahan done? If we was the 49ers sky, we would have the same conversations. We would not be up here, well, we went to the Super Bowl, man. We happy. Stop with all that crap talking about y'all going to be happy if we make the NFC Championship game of the Super Bowl and we lose because you're not. You're going to be still up here talking about Dak sucked. It was Dak's fault. Blah, 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 blah. Man, stop that, bro. Stop hiding under that under that umbrella talking about, yo, if we make the NFC Championship game, we're going to be happy and praising Dak because we not. Is that what you're seeing out there in these streets? 
Yes, everybody's talking about, yo, we can't make a deep run. We can't do such and such. Let's make the NFC Championship game. Let's make the Super Bowl. If we go to the Super Bowl and lose, y'all still going to be like, y'all still would have been like, yo, don't pay Dak. It who, was Dak's fault. Who, who's, I'm just curious, who are you talking to? Like, like are you talking like, fans. The Cowboys fans talking about, yo, we can't make a deep run with Mike and all You ain't talking about like us and, and, in this chat, right? Because I don't see that in here. You talking about like on Twitter and stuff, like in Facebook and all that, comments, YouTube's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because because yeah. I'm like, did somebody in this chat in this chat say we good with an NFC appearance or something, and we good with a Super Bowl? Because I don't think that's that's here. Like we 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 understand this is a Super Bowl or bus situation in Dallas. So you must be you must be on the internet, and people is just like, oh, we'll be happy with just participating, and that's that's kind of getting to you. You know, it, it, it's just like, come on, man. Dak can't get it done. Dak this and that. Oh, that's a different discussion. Somebody, your other caller, yo, man, Mahomes make clutch plays. Dak been doing that for eight years. What are you talking about? You just saying that because we ain't make a deep run. That's why you're saying that. But if you watch the games, Dak been doing that for eight years. Dak been putting the team on his back for eight years. What are you talking about? Like, Come on, man. Mahomes ain't do nothing. It was the defense. That whole first half, Mahomes was trash. I had the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs. And I was like, Mahomes, what's up, bro? Y'all, y'all so it comes down to clutch plays. He made a clutch throw and a clutch run when everything was all open for him. Oh, Mahomes the greatest. Mahomes ain't ain't t- come on man. Y'all gotta look at the game, man, and stop and stop and stop what looking at happening? all the fourth. Oh, Mahomes is the greatest. Mahomes is great. Look at the game. Look at that game and tell me, bro, what the fuck did is Mahomes happening? put the team on his back, bro? What? You don't understand where I'm coming from. You don't understand. Nah, I, I just feel like you you addressing some stuff that I ain't even bringing up. But wait a minute now, brother. What are you no, saying? No, because your last caller was like, yo, we need a quarterback like Mahomes to make clutch plays. Oh, and oh, Dak Prescott oh, can't like, do it. Bro, so t- that's where I'm coming in with that. Like, yo, what are you talking about, bro? Like, Mahomes. But I'm, what is you talking football. about, though? What is that you, defense? You, you saying there. Mahomes ain't like that, though? It's one, you, like, two things can be true. Mahomes is a killer, but the defense also bought, too. Mahomes is a killer. But Andy Reid is there to help, too. Like, we don't got to separate everything, bro. Like, Mahomes is a mother. Well, a lot of people do. Player. A lot of people do. They just say, man, Mahomes, man. And they don't give that defense no credit. Like, that you defense didn't do anything. You said Mahomes didn't do shit, though. You but Mahomes did do no, shit. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is a lot of people just give Mahomes the credit. Man, Mahomes, man, Mahomes. Okay. He's the greatest. Mahomes, this and that. Dak Prescott can't do it like him. Or any other quarterback can't make clutch throws like that like him. It was the defense. Like that defense didn't show up. Like that defense didn't play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that Team first, game. Like that defense didn't shut them down in the first half, which kept Mahomes in range. But the tone, it's not like you were saying everybody saying Mahomes is great. He ain't though. That's kind of what I got from it. I was like, oh, I mean, shit. But he's he, he, but 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 the sky. There's games where Mahomes didn't do nothing. Just like when Josh sure, Allen beat us. Oh, sure. Josh sure. Allen didn't beat us. That was the running game. And then that Super Bowl, didn't the Mahomes not have a running game that he leaned on? Let, come on, Scott. Hey, hey, let's, let's, let's be real. Did he not have a running game bro. that he leaned on to? 
Nobody, this no, no quarterback is going to have a perfect game every game, man. I mean, it's going to be like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> no, man? I got, I got you out of character. God, bro, like, what are we doing no, here, bro? But, but, Did no, you not bro, see Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl? That's the greatness part. He wasn't great for three quarters, right? Defense kept him in, and when it mattered. To go down there and get points to win the game or tie the game, he did that. He made clutch plays, ice cold, stone cold killer, and been doing it for right. years. I don't get right. why we okay. have to diminish what he did because that, the defense also that, played well. But let me that, tell you something right now: stop. if it, if the shoe was on the other foot, and, and, I don't and, think and you'd Dak be talking like this for like Dak Prescott. If Dak had a first half like that, I don't and, that and, and pick, won the Super Bowl. Me everybody I don't wouldn't care. be. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I could care less if Dak had a first th- three quarters like that and he drove down and won the Super Bowl. I don't even think you'd have this same energy if it was Dak Prescott on other foot. You'd be talking about how great Dak Prescott is. You wouldn't say Dak Prescott ain't do shit. You wouldn't have said that. <laughs> what are we doing? You guys are crazy. You're crazy. Patrick Mahomes a goddamn killer. <laughs> oh man. But he got the defenses there to help I him agree. out. Tell me when Patrick Mahomes okay, when Patrick Mahomes wide receivers was dropping all them passes and all this and that, they blamed it on the receivers. They didn't blame that on Patrick in the beginning of the year, did they? But when Dak Prescott's receivers <laughs> drop off, why, why are we making this off, about that? They blame it on Dak. Because, what are we doing? Because this is a Cowboys channel. Bro, so you, I'm you ain't saying it. So okay, so, it so you, you know that I'm, commercial, I'm, Captain I'm, Obvious. Of we, we know that the media, I don't give a damn about that no more, bro. This ain't, you got, you on the wrong, you on the wrong show. I know what the media does and how they pertain to Cowboys and Dak and all. I, I don't care. I, I don't care. So because they did the right thing by saying, hey, MVS dropping balls, we're not going to blame on the quarterback for dropping the ball. That's the right thing. Yes, do we want the media to be held to the same standard here? Like Micah said, everybody be fair? Sure. It ain't going to happen. And I'm not about to be up here whining and crying about it because that's never going to change. So how about we just get it the hell done? That's all I care about. Get it done. That's what I'm, that, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm at with it, Scott. But when you got callers calling up here talking about, man, we need to get Justin Fields. Oh, okay, uh, you, you, that's what you're talking about. So that, that you talking about Marco? Mar- that's Marco what don't made like me that, call. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a hey, hey, hundred grand. He don't he don't like the guy. He he wants him up out of here. And you got a lot of you and got that's lot of fans, what I'm like, talking about. Bro, that's I, what I'm talking I, about. I, I hear How you, many grand, fans 100, in San Francisco don't talk about grand. get Black Purdy out of there? There's some fans like that too, but I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, there, there, how many fans talking about let's get more, let's get with Marla out of Well, Mar, well, Mar, what's with my playoff record? And how many people saying get him yeah, up out of there? They, 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 they pissed off at Lamar too. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. I don't follow their fan bases like I follow the Cowboys. We know how divisive we are. We know how divisive we are. You know, half the fan base hate him, half the fan base like him. That's just that's just facts. <laughs> It's it's a team, bro. It's I, and, and, and that's all where I'm getting I, at. I, I, it's I, I, the I team. Yeah, I, but I, the I, whole I the nation don't understand that it's the team, and, I and don't, it don't matter yeah. how far you. They just blame it on the quarterback, and don't nobody nobody's talking about the running game and how we need to get a better run scheme in here. What do you Besides mean? Besides you yes, talking I, about I was it, about to but say, I mean, bro. 
Besides you talking about it, but the fans that's in the chat and all that, the majority of them is, man, that's Dak. We need to get another quarterback in here. That's Dak. And, 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 and due to the coordinators thing, I understand why they, they waited on Dan because they like consistency. If you bring a young dude in here, then we got we got we got to grow from the growing pains, Scott. You know that. Same thing with Kevin Moore. In closing, hundred grand. You think a, you think a young guy gonna come in here and just hit right away? Yeah, one. The odds. I'm not saying it can't happen, but the odds on that is crazy. You know that. Nah, I I, I don't know that because Dan Quinn did it. I'm talking about a young coordinator, Scott. Like, everybody wanted these young dudes, the uh, defensive coordinators. Yeah, that's They just... wanted a young defensive coordinator right out the box. They wanted a young, fresh guy to come in here and just do it. Now, if, 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 if Jerry said we're going to get a young offensive coach and a young coordinator, but that's starting over, though. I don't care if you got I, the pieces already. I that's still a semblance of starting over. Well, speak for yourself, Hunter Grant. I would have walked a, a, a young offensive coordinator. I would have. I would have okay. welcomed one of these one of these young guys uh, or younger, I should say, from one of the other staffs. So, so me personally, I would have definitely welcomed that. I mean, I, I've seen what a Ben Johnson can do. I've seen what a Bobby Slowick can do. I've seen what a Mike McDaniel's can do. I've seen what a Matt Lafleur can do. I've seen what a you know on and on early a young Kyle Shanahan. Like I've seen what these guys can do. Uh, as young offensive minds, I would have walked about a hundred percent. Defensively, I can care less about that. Like, just actually, I'm more in favor of the former defensive coordinator, turn head coach that came back to defensive coordinator. Those guys usually have success, but offensively, I'd have walked the young guy. Hey, I, I just it just hit me. We already did it, Scott. We already did it with Kevin Moore. No, 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 no. Kevin Moore. You don't there's think a difference so? between young and inexperienced. I didn't say I want an inexperienced guy. That's that's two different things. And, and if you've been watching my show, you know the young guy I'm talking about. A young guy from one of them trees, them Andy Reid trees, Doug Peterson trees, oh, yeah. uh, oh, which yeah, is Andy yeah, Reid, yeah, yeah. uh, Kyle Shanahan trees. A guy that's been yeah, – Kevin yeah. Moore only coached for one season before he became calling plays. I'm not talking about – I'm not mm-hmm. talking about politics where we're – Jerry Jones used politics for Jason Garrett and Kevin Moore. I'm talking about mm-hmm. a, a, like real, like normal coaching hiring processes go, right? Okay, you've been coaching for a number of years. Your tree, where'd oh, you yeah. come from? Things like that. I would welcome that. I'm not talking about just hire somebody fresh out of the, out of their diaper, Don. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. I guess. Well, we both want the same thing, man. You know what I mean? It's just that I don't, I don't like, when you try to pinpoint it on this one person as to why things didn't get done around here in Dallas. And we got holes, man, that it's, it's, it's a lot of different, this ship right here, it got a lot of holes, which is leaking from like, we need linebackers. We need a running game. We need bigger guys in the middle. We need bigger linebackers. Like teams took advantage of that, man. And really shut us down, man. We need to get those fixed first, man. That's all I'm saying. We need to get those fits first. I, 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 hey, close it, honey, Greg. Prepared. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> dog. This is my closing. This is my closing. Our defense wasn't prepared. We didn't have the bodies in there to really do what we needed to do. And we need to get those corrected first, man. We need to get bigger linebackers in here. And we need to get big one techs in here that re- that's their job to do the job and stop trying to train them to do other things, man. 
we need to get specialties in here, man. And let's rock. All, All right, right man. Y'all. Appreciate you. Keep it moving. No Twine. What's good, Twine from Connecticut? Hey, hey, peace, guy. How's it going? What's up with you? Wait a minute. Man, wait a I minute. Wait a minute. I... Wait a minute. <laughs> Thought you was done with us, man. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. <laughs> no, all, all jokes aside. Like I'm I told just messing you, with you. You 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 part of my daily routine. I'm messing with you, you, man. Day. And I'm and I am done and no bullshit. Hundred grand really wasn't wrong because I understand where you're coming from when the first caller talked about, oh, it's Dak, we gotta get Justin Fields. Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Excuse my language, man. Like shut, shut up. <laughs> I think I, I, I done had what? these fights so long. I'm just like, all right, man, whatever. You know, because that people say crazy things a lot of times, but but y'all don't deal with it every day like me. So I get I get the emotions about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't know what he's talking about. And I want I want to laugh at the fact hundred grand got you to say the n word. Feel me? You slipped that in there. That was actually pretty funny. Um, I don't know what you're talking but, about. I, I feel you, but I definitely <laughs> heard it. It was it, it was funny, um, but at but at the same time, my my main reason I, I called because I I remember I think I spoke to you on on Twitter or maybe it was it was CFT afoot. I wasn't I wasn't happy about Zimmer. I really wanted Rabel, in my honest opinion, but we didn't interview him for some reason. I don't know why, um, but I definitely really wanted Rabel. I'm looking forward to see what Zimmer's going to do, but to me, it's all going to depend on the draft, Scott. Am I wrong? Because just Oof. like 100 Grand said, we got a bunch of holes. We have a running back hole. We have an offensive line low-key hole. We have a defensive tackle hole. And I'm not mad if we get a receiver in the first round. Am I, am I reaching? Slow down here. So, so what are we talking about? You said – with Zimmer, it all depends on the draft, and you went and you named all offense. So are you saying, like, the, the team outcome depends on the draft or Zimmer's results depend on the draft? I feel like Zimmer's results depends on the draft because – I'm on the other we, side. We had – so you feel like the teams the, – the team is, is going to affect that. Y'all ain't going to like what I'm about to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it to me wrong, baby. Pause. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was hey, a no, get, come on, man. Get, get, we gonna end the show without um <laughs> come on man. What was I about to say? Oh, okay. Hey dog, these picks. That's how I feel. Wow. Yep. Why? Maybe like one on of that. them. Here's why. I don't think Zimmer's results depend on the draft. In fact, I think the draft is just going to slow it up for the most part. Yep. You you on a one-year thing. This is what I've been saying for the last few hours. You got one year. Likely. McCarthy has one year. Zimmer may have one year. I don't got time. To take a guy that I got to develop and he's going to go through a rookie mistake. I mean, yes, you might have to draft him anyway because this team does not trade, but y'all just hold tight for the shows this week. I I don't think you should be relying on rookies to get you over the hump. I don't know how many times I got to say this. Because now you're I saying, can we hit on a Micah Parsons? Micah Parsons is a hump player that's a rookie. That's very rare that that happens. Zim... 
Zim is going to need guys that can come in here and that can make plays and that can can, can get this defense down pat right now. Not saying a rookie can't, but we, let's be real, bro. Like we know that rookies go through struggles. Rookies can be Mozzie or Luke Schoolmaker. Rookies could be uh, Boss Man Fatter Sam Williams. Like we we know that can happen. Or, no, or rookies could be Deron Bland. You and Mozzie liked it, Mozzie, though. I remember that because I wanted to draft the offensive line. Yeah, I was like, no. There's a Mozzie di- might be some. There's it was a di- a, to me, it was fuck Mozzie from the gate. There's a difference between liking the player and then the then how the player is used or the results of the player. Like, I, I liked a ton of prospects coming out of the draft, and not all of them were great, right? I can like a player, but if you're going to ask him to lose 90 pounds or whatever and you don't use him that way and he didn't work out, it's also fair to say, hey, that player didn't work out rookie year because guess what? He's got to develop. There's a difference in saying, yes, I can wait for Mozzie to develop because they got a staff that's here for a number of years. As opposed to I'm going to draft a rookie and he has to develop on a one year. I don't, I'm not I'm not for that. Me, I'm 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 getting dipping in free agency, I'm dipping in trades. I, I don't if you think that Zimmer's success is going to depend on if you think Zimmer's success is going to depend on the draft, you're in for a long ride. Then, then we in for a long ride because we not about to go get nobody on defense like that. We not, we don't we don't really do that. But I I just I just told you we do though. Like maybe maybe because you ain't been watching the shows. Maybe you ain't been watching the shows. Who, 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 who we got in, in on defense <sighs> during during free agency? Who? It's not so so again. I don't know if you were here. In the first year under a new defensive coordinator, the Cowboys, on average, they bring in an average of eight defenders. I'm not saying these are going to be great players. All I'm saying is that to speed up the process of a new defensive coordinator, a new direction, the Cowboys have historically allowed their defensive coordinator to bring in guys. You would hope they would bring in more top-end guys, but fortunately for this team, you've got a quality, a, a pretty good amount of some some top end guys. You got a handful of all pros over there and, and, and D laws and whatnot, right? So I don't think you need to go out and get a, a ton of them, maybe one. But then you need to you need to supplement it with some some role players, and that are going to cost you little target prices. So historically speaking, they do allow them to bring in guys. Will that happen? I, I'm not going to sit here and promise that to you, Tuan. I I don't know if that will happen, but. For four straight new defensive coordinators, they've done it. Dan Quinn, Mike Nolan, Kiffin, and Rod. They, they've allowed these guys to go out and get guys. So hopefully that continues. All right. Well, in, in, in closing, I'm still going to always watch the show. I ain't, I ain't really rooting for the Cowboys until they make a run. And the, um, it's just Super Bowl. To be honest, Super Bowl is fun. Just like Ronnie Grant said, if we get to the NFC Championship, niggas are still going to say, oh, it's that. That's just the honest of God, too. So, 100%. And that, and, and that, man, I'm going peace and love, guys. All right, man. Salute. I, I, don't, I don't think the draft is going to – look, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Foots is in the, in the chat. We're, we're, we'll be doing draft shows and whatnot. And we're going to continue to do draft shows because the Cowboys are going to draft. They ain't going to tr- probably trade these picks. But – not the top picks. I would. But I don't I don't think rookies is saving you here. Now, fortunately for the Cowboys, they don't they don't I know it sounds crazy they don't have a whole ton of holes. They don't on defense. Like defensively, you need linebackers, you need defensive tackle play. 
and you don't need to go sign or or trade for all pros to do that. You just don't. Um, but you do need to get an upgrade from what you had, and I don't think that's particularly difficult to do at the linebacker position. So if they go out and they spend small amounts of money on the backer position, and we showed y'all, we did the state of the, not state of the unit, we did the primer for linebackers. There were more. I only showed y'all three or four. Or, yeah, four. There's a bunch, bro. There's so many linebackers that ain't going to cost you a lot of money. If they, it, they, they, It'd be malpractice to not go get a couple or at least one. So you can go fill that position in free agency. You make trades like you've done in the past. And then you can round it out by drafting if that's what they want to do. But me personally, that first or second or third round pick, I know we ain't got a bunch of picks. Hey, man, I flip it for one year. You got one year to get to get this thing right. And everybody likes to go back and, and poo poo on what the Rams did. Look at them now. Look at him now. Steven can't sell me nothing. He tried it. Remember, he tried to talk about the Raw. Well, now look at the Rams. You know, they don't got picks and they ain't got money. They're going to be in trouble. Made it right back to the playoffs and they got like $40 million in cap and they got their picks. Magic City, close it out, brother. What's up, family? How you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? All right, I'm doing good. Uh, you make good sense, like you say, while you was talking. Uh, you know, bring Big Hankins back, but go get another big guy that can play, like you say. That ain't going to cost that much. That's, that's a beast that can't get moved. And then you drop the big guy. And then you do the same thing with the linebackers. There's a lot of linebackers out there. So go get yeah. one of them linebackers, Tampa Bay, or uh, the, uh, one of them linebackers. Oh, 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 free agency. You saying go get the yeah, – okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. You can get two linebackers out of free agents and then draft another one of them linebackers in the second or third. Because, like I said, I want that center from Oregon if he, if he don't get taken. And then uh, now – you're cooking with some with some hot grease. And then you just got to get the players. Because, like, your boy Zimmer, he likes players that's smart and stay, you know, don't be going out of out of, out of of position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Even big, Sam, Sam might be a middle linebacker. No, Blitz no, from the no, middle. no, 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 no. How, now you, how you gonna say he likes smart player? And this is no offense to him. And then you, you talking about moving a, a guy who been playing four I in college and pass rusher? We gonna move him to middle linebacker? Come on, man. you know middle linebacker requires a, you know. Yeah, I know. Requires I know. a little more. But I just, I'll be watching. Well, he got to play smart because Zimmer ain't gonna, like you say, Zimmer ain't gonna play that game. If you out of position when you know you're supposed to uh, stop it, that's what uh, Coach Parcell used to do. On his three four defense, Coach Parcell three four. The DNs don't be out of their position. That's why they they were well, yeah, run three, defense. Yeah, three four, the, the old traditional three four. That is literally their job. The five the five Texas, their job is to you know control the edges and and take up yeah. blocks and allow their linebackers to yeah. make plays. That you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why I know Zammer. He didn't even pass. Parcell. Oh yeah, we'll play a four three. 
three, four, you know what I'm saying? And Zimmer just, you know, Zimmer, he back like Zimmer, dumb. Man, this guy, this guy know what he's doing, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody pack. I'm like you. I'm waiting to see. I'm not even tripping. I'm not going to uh, have a heart attack. Oh, because I'll be hearing everybody panicking. Man, it's, it's still early, man. Let's see what happens. See who they bring in. And like you say, they're going to give Zimmer some pieces. It might be the might not be the big splash, but it's gonna be he's gonna get most of the people he wants. You get some of his people to mix with hit with the, with the Dallas Cowboys got nothing. Right. They defense should be should be good. You know what I'm saying? No, that's how so I that's feel, Mark. I, I agree. I, I, yeah. I, we we got we have the found we have the foundation. I call them like the core four types. We have the, we have the core to build around. Um, the, the rest I don't necessarily think you need. You know, to 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 hire or trade for or, or draft and all not draft, but sign an all pro. If you get that, amazing, right? Nobody's going to complain. But they just got to fill out the rest of the roster defensively, depth wise. Yeah. And um, I do think Zim's Zim's scheme is going to be good for this team. It, bring back Gilmore. That's a, that's a big one for me. Then they bring back Stephon yeah. Gilmore. He's high on him. At least he talked high on him. He's smart, and I think he will help keep that secondary intact. And and do Dang. a lot of the things he wants to do. Then it's going to be about just building up that front. Which, if Dallas is serious, right? I don't think it's it's going to yeah. be that hard to do it. I don't. Yeah, it's not going to be hard to build up that D. And then, uh, then he got all different players because you know the Redskins. They see that's what I say. Me and you said. Remember I said is Dan Quinn going to make the two big D tackles from uh, Washington go to two hundred ninety pounds? Hell no. Nah, <laughs> no, no, that ain't happening. Coach Z ain't Scanina. I'm sorry, he's not going to be doing that. No, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you, and uh, Hammer, he, uh, I mean, uh, and 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 Coach uh, Quinn, I'm gonna get, you know, he, go, I'm gonna tell y'all something. He's gonna have a good defense, y'all, because the two big D tackles. That's the key. We never had two big D tackles like that. He put two DNs there. His linebackers, you know, he got corners. You know, y'all like they got from Mississippi State that they, you know, because I know you were talking about him before in the Redskins drafting him. So we just need the two big, big Nashes in the middle, just like Parsons said. And then even Parsons said, give me a linebacker that's a bumper, a big, you know what I'm saying? And smart, because he got the safeties. And then, like I say, Israel, I like Israel. Israel played corner, put him back at corner and let him train. Off of Gilmore, don't put him in no safety, please. We got a lot of safety. Let that man train all camp at corner. The kid run a four four, and he's six four, six three. Come on, man. What are we doing? Yeah, we I put all our guys at safety. What I wouldn't really be putting my eggs in Izzy basket there. Um, he's not. But I'm just saying, let him train because he's still young. Yeah, Gilmore, bring Gilmore back. And then we got our corners, you know, and let the guy train, train, train. Yeah, keep him out there on the, um, on the boundary. Though. Don't put him at no slot, man. Right, don't do that. Even yeah. <laughs> you said, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? We got the players. So let's let this man eat, feed that defensive coordinator. And then it was in the one show, he was like, is he, is he going to be ass kissing? No, y'all. No. He's not kissing the Jones' ass. I'm telling y'all right now. If y'all think Zimmer gonna come in and kiss somebody's ass, y'all crazy as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, nah. He's he, gonna do what he do. Yeah. I think they're gonna let him 
they're gonna let him do what he, what he needs to do. That, that just seems to be their their mo in the front office. Like if you really think about it, they they really get handsy with the offensive staff. That's what they be on with. Yeah, they they, get, they get mad handsy with the offensive staff, and, and then with the defensive staff, they just let everybody do what they want. They let Mike Nolan of all people Thank do what you. they want. Thank you. Let's see. I want everybody on this show. Y'all listen to the other shows, y'all. And they start talking about, I think Zimmer's going to be set up. No, if I was y'all, I'd hang up, I'd leave the show. Still, still show. Still just told <laughs> y'all they're going to let the defense, I would let the defensive coordinator do what they want to do, y'all. That's why I'm excited. And that scheme is perfect for Parson D. Long. Oh, man, I was just watching a Minnesota film. I do think and it's perfect even, for D-Law. I do, I agree. Oh, even the Minnesota fans. And I'm telling y'all, some of the Minnesota players over there thinking, they say, we're over there, and we going over with D-Law and all them. Man, we, I'm telling you, some of the Minnesota players already in their mind, when we going with them, man, to play with D-Law and Parson, get them two big nasty, you know, get them linebackers, veteran linebackers, y'all. And draft good. I, I I'd the, like to get the Neil if we if if we was really like throwing bread, which I don't think we're gonna throw that type of bread. But but Daniel Hunter, <laughs> you know, would be perfect if they were gonna move Michael off ball and put him out like you know Will. But yes. I, I don't think they're gonna do that though. I know, I know, but he could play either both. I think he could play both Will and them. The you know fifty fifty. Yeah, I, I would love for yeah. them to move him around, but it sounds like yeah. Um, I mean, again, this could be Zim just talking on the podcast. But on the podcast, yeah. he was basically saying, you know, why would I drop Micah back? That's that's what he said. So it sounds like he's going to be using him. Again, things can change. Things... I, but but, but, but look, see, I see what you're saying. When he said that, too, yeah. I said, well, I, I see what you're saying because how they defense make you hold. I didn't know they defense was making you hold the ball that long. And you make the – we never do that. And we can make people hold the ball – yeah, Michael might get twenty five sacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I, so one thing I did learn about Zim is that you know he'll 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 tailor some things around certain guys. So maybe he gets in here and yeah. he knows Micah is a, is a different type of player, and and he doesn't use him traditionally. So maybe he goes back to doing things he did in, in his rookie season. Um, but that is probably number one. Like how how is he going to use him? Yeah. And I like that, though. He's going to sit down with Mike. I know they go, man, I love the way he plays deep. I ain't know they I – I was watching the film like y'all do. I'm like, man, I see. And they, they was, he was making Rodgers. You know, all the way Rodgers got passes on when the person missed the, missed the broken play. I'm telling he got you, his man, plays on broken, yeah. his, his coverages are, are, to me, the fun study. I, I love the, the oh, split mug gap stuff. I love it, right? Like the, the – Blitzing and sending guys from the corner. Like, that's all fun and dandy, fine and dandy. But you you have to be able to defend it on the back end and, and allow the quarterback to hold the ball or make the quarterback hold the ball for the extra tick to get home. And, and, and Zim historically has done that. And I like our – if you bring back Steph, Stephon Gilmore, I yeah. like this secondary to be able to do what Zim wants it to do. I think it'll be – I think the secondary will be fast-tracked. I don't think there will be a crazy learning curve there. It'll be what type of backers will we bring in, and I and I and I got I got we we talked about the the, the uh, free agency primer, um, those type of backers, yeah. the Josie Jules, I think is important. Aziz's, you know, he's been around. 
Um, and I think we talked about uh, Tranquil. He's been around. I mean, he got a bunch, though. We got other veterans out there. Uh, Blake Cashman's <laughs> another one. There's a lot of linebackers, bro, that he could bring in here. And uh, I'll have some more tomorrow, too. And, yeah, and, and Scott, like I said, I was like, I, I did one of y'all, and I said, man, let me watch these films. I said, damn, I ain't no Minnesota could cover like that. Yeah. I was like, and we got better corners. And I'm going to tell y'all something, y'all. This defense, it ain't about Gilmore and uh, and Diggs. This defense really going to help 26. Oh, my God. Oh, Bland. Bro, I'm oh, my God. Okay, so 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 check it, Mar. I think they put Bland back in the slot. Bro could have at least three or four sacks because they're going they're yes. going to blitz him, and he and he and he they, might be top three in tackles for loss too because he's going to be. A, I think he's a better force defender um, in the slot against the run than Jay Lou. And Jay Lou was doing well. He was doing okay for for his size, but he ended up being one of your better run guys. So they moved yeah. Deron Bland back inside. You keep Steph and Trey. I, yeah, I think I think. You know, Trent McDuffie had one of those type of years in the slot. I, I think DB could have one of those type of years. I mean, he already had one of those type yeah. of years as a boundary guy. And, and, and to all the Cabo fans, we gonna have, we still gonna be one of the top five in interceptions with this game with the corners we got. Oh my God! Nine of safeties ain't got a place scared because they gotta stay in their part. It's like me and Steel playing safety. I'm on the right side. He on the left side. More. Do not be over there with steal that. Or I'm taking your sorry butt out of the game. <laughs> Facts. That's what he's telling That's you. That's what he's going to do, Facts. Mark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm so excited, man, with this defense. It's the key. The big Nas is oh, in the middle. And get the in, in the linebackers, just like you said, Steel. And then McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy. I wasn't too mad at the running game, but I was mad at the running game. Because you kept trying to run number 20 up the middle when you should have been running plays like Kansas City to the right, mm. to the left, to the right, to the left. Come on, McCarthy, you better than that. Now, we had Derrick Henry, then you run him up the middle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. Don't be yeah. doing that, bro. They, they need to get a Stop run game coordinator on that, like a real one. Jeff Blasco is technically yeah. a run game coordinator, but I feel like he, 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 what are he really doing? So, yeah, they need to get one of these guys from one of these other trees. <laughs> Yeah, and they, and they was talking about McCurley. McCurley, I'm going to tell you, let me tell you, everybody again, only closing, Zimmer is going to coach McCurley. He coached the coaches, y'all. McCurley is not going to be doing stupid. You say if he can't coach, it's like he brought me in and y'all don't know me and y'all pissed off. Zimmer is going to be coaching me to put his boys in the right spot. So I'm not worried about that. So we got the coach. Salute to Steel Show. Hit them likes, y'all. And I got optimism about my coaches. Let's go. Let's get let's get it going, man. I'm excited. Magic City Mar, appreciate Salute. you, man. Salute. Yeah, I think we talked about it earlier, Mar. I, I think Paul Gunther is going to have is going to be a little more hands on than we think with those backers too. Yeah, kind of like uh, George Edwards when when he was here. He wasn't technically the linebackers coach, but that was his forte. Um, so he 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 was working in that room, and and you heard Micah credit he credited a lot of of his learning at the linebacker position to George Edwards his rookie year because that's where he was playing backer a lot, and and, and then you know this past season they let him go and McCurley kind of fully took over that position, and yeah, so I think Paul Gunther would be a guy that'd be in that room. Get to these super chats, a couple of. 
Super Chat. Jack, or get Jack, dropped two and said, which running back? And y'all can participate too. Henry, Saquon, or Josh Jacobs? So the big three. All of them, these are all good backs. I can give you pros and cons to all of them. Pro for Derrick Henry, he Derrick Henry. Con, he's got like 3,000 touches. So when when that when that decline hit, it's going to hit. But it didn't hit last year. Saquon's probably the most versatile. Huge boomer bust guy, though. And then Josh Jacobs is, is just, he's just very sound back, kind of traditional. You're looking for more traditional guy. And so I don't really, I mean, if you're asking me, I'd be happy with either one if they were happy to be on this team. But again, you give me a Henry, you know, pair with a, a rookie back. I'd love to see what that's like. My only problem is, again, I keep coming back to it. Are we going to change our scheme? We're going to get better at it. That worries me a bit. And if you say, well, nothing's going to change. We're going to be mediocre or bad as a run blocking team. And we're not going to have a better run scheme. I would say Henry still, because I feel like he he's a guy that can make you miss in a hole too. Not all the time if it's blocked terribly. Saquon can. He just feel real hit and miss to me. And then get me a, a complimentary guy to Derrick Henry. Shifty complimentary piece. Super chat. John Phelps dropped 10 and said, I'm at the point where I don't care if Jerry pulled a Mike Dicka and used all of next year's draft to make moves in this year's draft. You all in Jerry, then prove it. Show us fans. You give a damn. So next year's draft, 2025, to make moves in this year. So like moving up, going up and getting this player, that player. I like the track you're on, like being aggressive. So for me, it's more, I don't give a damn about these picks this year in a sense. Let's use them to go get established veterans. That way we can keep next year's picks, top picks or what have you, um, and still be able to draft next year. So I'm I'm on the right track. You're on the right with me. I agree in, in the sense of being aggressive. I don't know if I'm willing to give up draft picks next year, like first, second, third round draft picks to just move up in this year's draft because then that just goes against what I believe is that I, I don't think rookies are going to be hump players for this particular team. Um, can it be role players? Yeah, yeah 100%. There, there's there's going to be guys in there that can come in and, and, be, and be role players for this team and obviously be a part of rotations and whatnot. But call, call me a, a sucker for the moment of what's happening over the last you know decade or half decade at least but get me established vets with these picks if we're going to if we're going to trade picks if you ain't going to dance in free agency go give me go give me some established guys man let's roll let's go win this thing because you're going to need all the dudes to overcome them being scared to do other things because draft and strictly draft and develop with the way things are working from the front office down to coaching, that, that, that's just not going to be enough. 
unfortunately. Y'all still talking about the backs? Let's see. Henry, Saquon, Josh Jacobs. What y'all, what y'all talking about here? Saquon. Saquon never had a line like Dallas. I still think we're living off reputation, but I don't think our line was broke. I, I watched a lot of film last year. Our offensive line run game was not great. I think there was one player that was consistently good at it. Uh, and that was um, Tyler. But even he had problems pulling. I, I don't know if it was a split. <laughs> I don't know, man. But we had problems with the pulls. Obviously, Tyron Smith, get him out in space. But even Tyron, you know, the run game, Tyron ain't the same run game, Tyron. We know Biotis was atrocious in my opinion. Remember, Zach, was, he was cool, but Zach wasn't like dominant. And then Terrence just was hit or miss with his injury. I, I don't think we were particularly good at all, man. And that's why I felt like we needed their scheme to help it. More window dressing, more more zone concepts, possibly if they could handle it. More, just more to help these running backs, man. So that's why I said if if we if we just blocked the way we blocked last year, bro, and we call it the way we called it last year, I don't have much confidence. Mm-mm. Establish a strong run game, blocking scheme, stable running backs beef up the defense and stop the run so you're saying stable running backs henry pollard and draft that's a lot of money to the running back room i don't think it's necessary i would rather use that money to go get backers and defense alignment yep i use that money to go get backers you know, even if you say, okay, well, we're going to low end of, of Derrick Henry, which is roughly $4 million, $5 million, right? Let's just say it's the same thing for TP. You're, you're going to be paying, what, 10 or so million? I, I take that 10. Either go get me a, a multiple players that are at the linebacker position that we talked about, defense line position, make a trade and use that bread because it, no offense, I know a lot of people... It's running back at the end of the day. And, and the running back situation to me far more depends on blocking it up and calling it. And then then obviously the back. So I think that's a fun discussion to have. Would you rather have the back, the, the name of back, or would you rather have backers, defensive linemen that you can get that are quality players for that price? Yeah, I will replace TP with a rookie, my personally. How many established vets do we need? I don't see us needing to get rid of priority picks to get someone worthwhile. The time to be aggressive is for agency. Don't need to trade all your picks. I agree. Free agency, dip your toes in that. I'm just saying I dip my toes in both. I I, I would. And and I got some tomorrow. And I don't think you're going to need to trade your ones and twos to do it. However, if they say, yo, uh, so-and-so is available and this guy is, is like that, Oh, you can have my first round pick. If what's old boy's name over there in Carolina? The defensive tackle. Not Derek Brown. Is it Derek Brown? I think it is Derek Brown. If they want him, if they say he's available and we got to give up a premium pick, immediately they get in that premium pick. You know what I'm saying? Immediately. So I do think it depends on the player. 
And I got some. I got some for y'all tomorrow. That'll be a part of our show. Oh, no, that'll be a part of our no, That'll be a part of our show tomorrow. So make sure y'all tune in, man. Not Brian Burns. I think it's Derek Brown, I think it is. Now nah, Burns is the he's the he's the he's the end. I'm talking about the tackle. The tackle that was ragdolling Zach Martin when we played him. Yeah. That motherfucker there. They say, hey, we need a premium. I will deliver it to you. I don't know if you can do that, but I will hand deliver the NFL draft pick to you, Carolina. So that's what I mean. But I don't think that's where we're going to go. I got other names, though. All right. With that said, man, I got to hit up Vach, actually. Not sure what's going on later. Let me see here. Let me see. Boom, boom. Bow, bow. So we'll be back on throughout the week. I'll be back tomorrow, uh, and we're going to talk. We got we got a, we got a packed week. I got the week already planned out. I don't think I'll be here Friday. I'm a, I'm a carryover. What do they call that? Like a carryover holiday or something like that? Swing high, whatever y'all call it. But today's a holiday. Man. I'm using that for later. So um, I'll probably be here Monday through Thursday. But you know, I have, I got y'all locked. We got some good quality content on deck for y'all. So make sure y'all tune in. Uh, Mo will be on later with his A to Z Sports Prime Time and check out. Um, all of his work on a to z sports dallas.com with that said press his button push the goddamn button i ain't got that not that one that one got it there it is floating holiday i'm floating that thing to friday because i ain't gonna hold you i forgot <laughs> i'm putting together the show this weekend, woke up this morning like, presents. Are we off? I'll be off Friday. We out here. Love y'all. Peace.